if you love human design, manifestation, and meditation, listen up. Join me for my unique manifestation meditation signature training for any yoga and meditation teacher, self-improvement coach, or human design guide who wants to create a new unique offering for their students and for the student who wants to deepen their own practice. This is a self-paced online training. You can do it at your leisure so you have time to implement each training into your life or you can do it in a weekend. This training includes using your unique human design to manifest effortly. This is the key to manifesting easily in your life. The power of meditation and how it can change you and your students' lives. How to manifest anything you desire with ease and grace. You also get a bonus business workshop So I teach you how to stand out as an expert in this emerging new market and be one of the first to do so. You also get a bonus content of my Intro to Human Design online workshop where you will learn more about your specific energy type, strategy, and authority. This will help you to manifest more easily by being in alignment. You also get five hours of continuing education with the Yoga Alliance. For a very limited time, you can get access to my bonus Intro to Human Design online workshop and save money off of the training. This is the time to capitalize on this. This is seriously an incredible deal for you to get both the training and the workshop. You can use code EARLYBIRD50 to get $50 off until March 3rd, 2023. You can use the link in the show notes to enroll and learn the power of human design, manifestation, and meditation. Welcome to Balance Your Life podcast. My name is Megan Farrell and I am the host of the show. This podcast is designed to inspire and empower you to start and maintain your own wellness journey so you can become the best version of yourself. Let's begin. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Balance Your Life Podcast. I am your host of the show, Megan Farrell Gordon. And today we are talking all about strength training. If you've been following me for a little while, you know I got into lifting weights a little while ago, not too long ago. And the changes I have noticed in my body have been astronomical. And even being pregnant, I still lift weights and do strength training twice a week. I'm telling you, it makes a huge difference. This week on the podcast, I am joined by Scott Malley. Scott has been in the fitness industry for seven years and has coached all ages, all walks of life, rehab patients, to everyday nine to five clients, high school students, to college athletes. Scott was a college athlete himself and wanted to share his experience and knowledge with others. His goal is to not be the one with the key, rather be the locksmith and to help you on your own fitness journey. On this episode, we talk about the benefits of strength training, why you need to approach physical activities within three pillars, strength, mobility, and stability. We also discuss food as fuel for performance 
strength training do's and don'ts, and so much more. I think you guys are going to love this episode, whether you are currently strength training or weightlifting, or if you're brand new, I think this is going to motivate you to start your own strength training journey. And with that, please welcome Scott to the Balance Your Life podcast. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by my YouTube channel. Free yoga is how I got started on my incredible yoga journey, and I want to bring you the same practices and principles that inspired me to begin my practice. On my channel, you'll find workouts and fitness videos, yoga flows, meditations, wellness vlogs, and more. You can click the link in my bio to subscribe to my channel and support me and free online yoga. Welcome to the show, Scott. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm excited to be on. Thank you for having me. I would love if you could give a little bio of who you are and where in the world you are currently joining me from today. Yeah, uh, we're in Salt Lake City, uh, Utah, and we got started with our fitness, our background. I've been an athlete my whole life, so I, I started lifting in 2007, um, somewhere around there, uh, freshman year of high school. I uh, had a really good uh, high school lifting coach who I'm still in contact with, still still working at my high school. But so I, I've started at 14 and now I'm 30, so 16-ish years and just haven't stopped. And I, I've, I've fallen into the love of, of just keeping progressing that's kind of what keeps me motivated because there's always a heavier weight. I probably am not the the same uh, as most people's fitness journeys. I'm a little bit different in that I, I'm very motivated by being better. When you said you were an athlete, were you like, was it strictly in weightlifting or what sort of uh, athlete were you growing up? Yeah, so I, I played multiple sports. So I played football, baseball. I dabbled in volleyball my freshman year of high school, and then I ran track. Funny story with track, uh, I got into track um, because of a, of a detention, um, and I was working at the track meet and started to realize that I am faster or as fast as some of the people that were running, and I went up to the uh, to the track coach and was like, hey, like, I know it's like middle of the season, but can I join? And I hate running, absolutely hate running, but I hate losing more than I hate running. So I decided to join and uh, my first race was the 400 meter and it absolutely sucked. But then I realized that there's shorter distances under 400. And so I, I ran the, the one and the two uh, in high school and then moved into college, ran the one, two, occasionally the four, four by one and four by four. So yeah, that's that was my athletic background. But I mean, I've played t-ball from the time that I could sort of swing a bat. So I mean, four, five, six, whatever age you start playing uh, playing sports as a as a little one. And yeah, amazing. Why? Like, what led you into weightlifting? Was it part of being? If you're going to be an athlete, this is like you have to do weightlifting. Like, 
I also imagine like when people are doing weightlifting, it's like they want to be muscular. They want to look like the rock and all of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, why yeah. did you get into it? Uh, yeah. So getting me into lifting, my coach. Uh, so it was a part of our sport. Um, it was just 100% performance based, which is why I still chase that performance. I don't really care about the aesthetics. Um, I mean, okay. I'd be lying if I said I didn't care about the aesthetics, but if you chase performance, aesthetics follows. And typically when you feel good, you look good. Um, and so I've, I've not necessarily project that on the clients, but I help them understand that it's, it's not about always about the appearance. Um, it's about how do we feel? How do we look? How are we sleeping? How's our stress? Um, that's more important than what the scale is telling us or at least in my book, um, I know other trainers are different, um, which is totally okay. But how I coach is, is off of performance. If our numbers are going up performance wise, we're in a good place. I have a, a client that literally haven't changed a single thing in her diet. Haven't changed really anything outside the gym other than that. She's training with me. She's active, relatively active. She she plays basketball with her family. She plays in a rec league. Like, so she, she gets cardio in there, but literally she's, I've a hundred percent focused on, let's just get strong. Let's just get strong, 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 and everything will follow. And she's followed it literally to a T. She literally only trains with me. She trains twice a week. Um, she's been training with me, I think now since February. And she's lost almost 30 pounds since February. And that's a sustainable loss. That's not like a, a loss that like a lot of people lose 30, gain 30, lose 30, gain 30. And it's just like they're in the gym, out of the gym, in the gym, out of the gym. And she, how I set her up and I, I, I asked almost everybody that signs up with me. I'm like, hey, why did you choose me? Um, and she's like, you're the first trainer that said I didn't have to run. And, and I was like, I'm not a big runner, even though, yes, my background's in running and I have a big passion for it, but I don't do it very often. And people will say, Hey, like, what's the best cardio? And I'm like, the one that you're going to do. So if, if you enjoy swimming, go swim. If you enjoy biking, bike, like it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're active. Um, and I, I explained that to her and she's like, done. I can do that. She's yeah. like, is basketball count? And I was like, 100%. Go. I love it. I know I'm not a runner by any means, unless I'm running for tacos or something like that. 100%. Uh, <laughs> I've always been like, I, I like walking and stuff. And I understand the, the aspect of cardio. And I'm the same way too. Yeah. Like, people are like, just get cardio up on some level. But it yeah. doesn't have to be running or jogging or anything. Like, I mean, that's where I feel like right now. I'm sure that'll change, but that's yeah. my philosophy too. Just do something to get some cardio in. Yeah. And like an easy way, like say they have an hour to work out. Like I don't have 30 minutes after my workout because now that puts me at, a, at 90 minutes. And I'm like, okay, just instead of having a minute rest in between sets, 30 seconds. I mean, it's it, and like, I tell them when I'm like, hey, just drop it by 30 seconds. Your heart rate's going to go through the roof and pay attention. But 
but utilize that and you're going to reduce the amount of time they're here. I'm not saying to do that every single time, but there's, I mean, there's a time and place for like, there's times that I have 30 minutes in between a session and I'm like, I don't have time or I shouldn't say I don't have time. I didn't make time uh, or plan to work out other places. And I'm like, I have 30 minutes right here. I'm going to go full send and go till the wheels fall off for the next 30 minutes. And then I have my next client. And I squeeze it in when I can. I love it. One of the things that you had mentioned was the, you're not looking at the vanity side of things, right? And I think there is that level, like you said, everybody wants to look good and feel good in their bodies, but there's this reciprocal effect of different health benefits that happen from strength training and or weight training. However, I guess you kind of want to word it. Yeah. Can you name some of those benefits that might be unexpected when someone starts weight training or strength training so i mean one of the biggest ones is like muscle hypertrophy i get clients they're like my arms feel like huge or hey like my legs are leaning out but i've been lifting like heavy and i'm like just because you lift heavy doesn't mean you're gonna get big i mean look at me i've been training since i was 14 years old and i'm not the rock or i'm not uh any of these big big uh power lifters or i'm not huge and i'm not training to be huge um of course i like to always put on more mass um i mean my race weight when i was in college was 136 pounds uh i was a little dude and i'm still a little dude but uh, i weigh now close to 160 i might have lost a little bit of weight i'm on whole 30 right now which (laughs) i'm not a big diet person I, I like to look at it more as like edit what you're eating. I mean, so you have the same letters, but you flip the letters around, you got editing because there's so many negative connotations to diets. And I'm like, it's a guideline. I'm doing this more because it's hard for me to do. And I like to sometimes do hard stuff. And it's hard because I just eat. I do, I, I train and I eat, I train, I eat and I eat what I can so that my training sessions go well. Um, so I look at food very differently than a lot of people and it's food is fuel. Um, I know I'm going a little off topic, so you can rein me in at any time, but I look at it as fuel. And if I, if I'm not eating that, I, it gets in my head that I'm not going to perform well. And last week was my birthday and I wanted a deadlift on my birthday and being on whole 30, I'm like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, cause I wanted to go heavy and I was still able to pull, pull 405, which I was somewhat surprised about given that like I've been eating as much as I can, but it's hard to not like with the whole 30, I'm not eating grains and I eat a lot of rice. I eat a lot of like um, oatmeal, a lot of dairy. So, I mean, cutting those things out, I'm like meat, fruit, vegetables. At the end of the day, like coconut water has been saving my freaking life. Like I've been drinking that. I went to Costco and got like a big pallet of it. And like, I think I have two more. Yeah. Um, side note, I love do- drinking coconut water when I'm doing weightlifting. Oh, it makes a difference. Holy t- I, it. <laughs> I was never a big fan until I couldn't have anything except for water. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. 
but no, so other benefits that you get from, from weightlifting, I mean, your body tightens up, you're, you're burning more calories. Uh, at the end of the day, you, you sustain burning calories longer throughout the day. I mean, the more muscle mass you have, the hungrier those muscles are, the more they're going to want to eat. So you can eat what you want, not eating like an asshole, but you can pretty much eat what you want when you're lifting heavy to the extent. And this is why I love training athletes (laughs) because we're training for performance and I'm like, dude, go eat. Go eat, go eat, go tell mom to make you whatever. I want you to have a bunch of chicken, a bunch of steak, a bunch of rice, like eat, 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 eat veggies, like eat all day, all day, every day. And I didn't realize this until college. I was on the meal plan at college. So I was at the, I was at the uh, mercy of whatever the cafeteria cooked, um, which for the most part, they cooked pretty decent. Um, but I mean, it's a college campus and I don't do well if I have uh pasta for lunch when I had to go train in the afternoon and we did there was a lot of days that it was pasta or chicken parm that had pasta I did really well with like when they did like salads with chicken salad with whatever protein I did really well in practice and I didn't draw that correlation until I was in practice and I was like god damn it I just feel sluggish and I was like, literally last week we did the exact same workout and felt great, like easy. There's money in the bank. And this week I just felt like garbage, like nothing had changed. Didn't have any more exams than I had the week before. And I was like, the only thing that changed was I had pasta for lunch. And then I was like, okay, let's start. And so I started keeping track. I literally wrote right uh, in my notes on my iPhone. I would write, I used to write out all the workouts. Coach would have us do our workout. I would write it down afterwards and I just put a happy face or a sad face next to the workout. And not in like, oh, like I'm so sad. Like it just good, bad. And I started realizing I was like, okay, I had pasta for lunch, pasta for lunch, pasta for lunch. And then I started correlating, okay, sad face, sad face, sad face, sad face. So then I was like, okay, it's the pasta. So then when they would, when they would uh, serve pasta, I would just ask for the protein and then I would get a side salad and vegetables or whatever. And then I was like, okay, so this does make sense. Like the better I eat, the better I perform. And then I drew that. So that was at 21. So I've been eating for performance for the most part for nine years. And and it just, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, is it? The idea that it's pasta before you do a workout or is it pasta like in general? Like I would never suggest if someone's working out to do that. No, no, not at all. Uh, Cause I absolutely love pasta. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm a bit, I'm a big pasta guy. No, for me personally, lunchtime, I need like high protein, maybe a, a, a small carb, but typically like I can have sandwich meat before, before I train. Good to go. I can have a protein shake. Before I train, good to go. But if I have pasta, I'm a little bit more kind of just sluggish. But no, I would pound like after a workout all day for me. Okay. Um, and I know everybody responds differently to different foods, different stimulus. But for me, what's worked is I don't do carb or I don't, sorry, I don't do pasta for me before I work out. But yeah. 
That makes sense. Yeah. And I will say too, like just talking about benefits of strength training, one thing that I actually noticed, and I thought it would kind of go the opposite way because I was really into yoga and Pilates for a long time. And then I felt like I kind of hit this wall of like, okay, I feel like I'm not really going anywhere. And I was just randomly like, I should start lifting weights. I don't even know what made me say that. And I thought, oh, if I start lifting weights, it's going to make me bulky. It's going to make me put on muscle. But I will say, even though I have absolutely put on muscle, my yoga practice has... Through the roof. It's gone through better. I almost feel like I'm more stable in my yoga practice because of weightlifting, which I was like, that would have been the last thing that I would have assumed. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, I coach off of these three points that I got from... I don't know if you know who he is. He's actually from Canada as well. Dr. Jordan Shallow. No, I don't Um, know who that is. So he's a chiropractor by trait, but a strength and conditioning coach. He has a company called Prescript. They put out some really good stuff. um, And I'm hoping that I can get into one. They have a few different courses that they, that they do. And, but they, I coach and I've learned this from through him off of three things. And I, I think I posted it recently on my Instagram, but training off of stability, mobility, and strength. You can't have one without the other. So, I mean, if you don't have stability, you don't have strength. If you don't have mobility, you don't have strength and, and stability. And as as you train, the more stable you are, the more weight you can put on. Because, like, typically when you unrack a heavy weight, yes, it's heavy, but you feel like you unrack a barbell. And when you put you have a heavy weight on your back, your, your center of mass or your base of support, whatever you want to call it changes. It's no longer through the trunk of your body. Now you have weight pulling you back and your body has to readjust and stabilize. So, I mean, coaching from those three pillars for me, is like, how do we get you stable, mobile, and strong? And I, I look at those three, like if, if someone was to create a program all on their own and they focus on stability, mobility, and strength, you're going to be headed. It may not necessarily be the best plan, but it is a plan and it will get you from one spot to another. Um, if you have something in those lines, same thing as like when someone has two days a week to train, it's like, Hey, we're going to do full body. We're going to pick one exercise from each body part. Call it a day. You don't need to be here for like, I'll have clients that are like, oh, like I used to do like a hour and a half, two hour full body day. And I was absolutely dead. And I'm like, one, one exercise, one shoulder exercise, one hinge exercise, one squat pattern, and maybe a curl in there um, in a row. And we'll call it a day. Like it, it doesn't, we overcomplicate this shit and, and, and I, we, and I say we as in you, myself, uh, any trainer, like we all have a way of doing something and, and it kind of clouds the, the information per se. And, and I try to tell people, I'm like, Hey, simple. Like when I am training clients, we do, Excluding like our warm up exercises, four exercises maybe, and like all kinds of like I can do this at home, and I'm like I know, 
I want you to do this at home. Uh, yeah. And I want you to do it when you come in and see me. And the more we do it, the better we get because we're practicing a movement rather than training a movement. And if we keep looking at it as, hey, I'm coming to practice rather than I'm coming to a session with Scott, it's like, I want you to say to yourself, I'm practicing, I'm practicing, I'm practicing. Because as that, that kind of shifts that mindset of like, oh, I have to go work out. It's like, no, I get to go work out. I'm able-bodied enough to go work out. There's a lot of people that don't have the ability to come in and work out, can't afford to come in, don't physically have the ability to work out. And and going at it like that, um, I started to lose my train of thought. That's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, coaching people uh, through that. Where was I going? Shoot. About people wanting to like they're able bodied. Like, yeah, I believe yeah. it's a it's a yeah. total mindset too. Like you you don't have to go work out, you get to go work out. And some yeah. days are gonna be yeah. harder than others, but yeah, you get to do it. It's you know Yeah. I and some days suck. They do suck, <laughs> but I honestly even can't think of a day where like if I haven't been feeling it, I'm like, Ugh, yeah. it's one of those days. I'm not gone. It's cold. I, I it, it's cold, it's whatever is going on, but I do it. I almost, I have never been like, ugh, that was just that? the worst. It like sometimes I'm yeah. not like vibing super high, but I'm always glad I least I did. It. I'm like, you know what? Maybe it wasn't 100%. a great workout, but I did it and I showed up for myself, and that's what yeah. matters. Hundred percent, and like being able to change that mindset because there's, I mean, signing up for a gym membership is scary. Approaching a trainer, scary. Someone that. And like trainers are the last people I feel like to be scared of um, or coaches. Cause I mean, I, so I work at lifetime and we have close to 20 trainers here. And anytime someone approaches us, Hey, like, Hey, I, I need help with whatever, adjusting the seat on this machine. We have like five trainers that are like, who needs help? And like, they're nervous just to come ask us how to change a seat. And I'm like, my whole goal is like, how can I break that down so that people know that I'm here to help? And it's literally, sometimes it's literally saying, Hey, what are you working on today? Cool. Let me know if you have questions. How's your day, Megan? How's your day? Like, what are you working on? Like I do that with everybody that I, that I know and like new members and like, I'll text them and say, Hey, welcome to the, to lifetime. Uh, if you ever have any questions, um, I'm the one with long curly blonde hair come ask me yeah. or just come over and say, hi, yeah. I want to welcome you to the gym. I don't offer anything. I don't sell anything. I'm just like, people know what I do. So they either come to train with me or they don't. And like, that's how I don't push people to, to train with me. If, if you don't want to train with me, you don't train with me. Like I'm very cut dry and that probably has burned me as well. But at the end of the day, it's like, I want people that are, that want to put work in. And, uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hold people's hands. I will a hundred percent fight for you all day, every day, but like, I won't hold your hand through the workout and be like, Oh, okay. That, and I'm not going to text you every single, every single day. Hey, you didn't get your workout in. Hey, I didn't see you checked into the club. I didn't see whatever. And it's like, we both know that you haven't. Why do I need to like, let's move on. Yeah. And like, I'll, I'll have clients that apologize and I'm like, you have no reason to apologize. You didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. 
you're not you're not cheating on anybody you're not like you're just reset go yeah reset go how many days can we string together yeah seven okay let's see next time if we can get eight and then let's take a break and let's see if we can get two in a row and then let's reset and let's do four in a row and then just keep building like I don't work out every single day I don't live in the gym I work at the gym I don't associate myself with the gym like when gyms closed down I wasn't like oh god the world's ending I was like cool this is a new opportunity for me to focus on other things so I got more certifications uh, I focused a lot on on uh, strength, uh, or sorry, uh, mobility training, stabilization, and a lot of correctional exercise, which forced me to slow myself down because I, when I train, I go 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 go, and like I hadn't probably taken a break in damn near three years. Yeah, and I was like, this is probably a good opportunity. At first, I was like, this is stupid. And then I was like, you know, this is a good opportunity for me to focus on other stuff other than just moving weight. Yeah. It's like, how can I create an isometric hold that's going to sort of replicate what I'm lifting in the gym? Or how do I train? Like, I can train calves outside the gym. I can train chest. I can train shoulders. I can train. Those are functional movements. And like, what do I use when I walk? I use my calves, my ankles. Cool. Let's train those. Let's go for a walk. My wife and I went for two to three walks per day during quarantine. And and we learned a lot One about a relationship. Just it helps with digestion, like walking. I know it's super underrated. Huge. Yeah. It's I tell everybody underrated. to start there. Yeah. And like I've had clients where I'm like, hey, I'm not going to see I'm not going to start physically training you until you get 30 days of walking in a row. Yeah. I don't I don't I want you to and I'll ask I'm like, hey, how many do you typically do in a day? Uh, 2000. Cool. I want you to hit 2500 every single day for 30 days. And then we can talk about training with me. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it typically they'll either a do it or they be won't. And if they don't do it, I know that they would have just fallen right off with me. And that's mm-hmm. kind of a gut check for them of like, Oh shit, I need to figure out other things before I, go and try and get a trainer because like I can't tell you what to do if someone is brand new like they've you know they're in relatively good health um but they're like I just I heard somebody talking about starting to train training I know I should be strength training but I don't know where to start and even if it's let's say they're going to a gym that doesn't have trainers it's just like an apartment gym or something just very basic stuff yeah what is your suggestion like where do people start first is it a 30 minutes lifting weights with a five minute warm-up and stretch down is it like a full should they be doing full body is it twice a week is it three times a week like if someone's like tell me what i should do to start my quote-unquote strength training journey where do i begin my my answer always comes down to it depends. So it depends on and and why I say it depends. It comes down to like what kind of time do they want to put in? Do they only have thirty minutes? Do they work seventy five eighty hours a week and they only have thirty minutes before they go to bed or thirty minutes in the morning? Um, so let's just say uh, we have Tom that's works five days a week, uh, nine to five. And just he's getting in, getting into the into the fitness industry. 
I, I look at, well, my three, my three pillars of the mobility, uh, stability and strength and how can we load those? So I'll go through some sort of hinge pattern, um, whether it's a single leg deadlift or just a good morning. Um, you can do it loaded, unloaded, banded, unbanded. And then I'm going to go into some sort of a squat pattern. Um, I am a big unilateral person, so I love me some split squats. If you ask any of my clients, split squats and walking lunges are my two faves. If I could kill, if I could marry any exercise, it'd probably be a walking lunge. Um, Just because of what we do on a daily basis, it transitions us well into whether we're walking upstairs or walking downstairs where as I'm walking I'm throwing that front foot out and it's bracing me myself I'm stabilizing myself on one foot um, so when I'm going upstairs I don't hop on two feet I'm I have to balance on one foot climb up balance on the other foot climb up so we're training our gait pattern so I'm a big person of that I'm a big farmer's carry person I love farmer's carries because of how versatile. So like those are three movements that like I can, not that I create workouts to demolish people, but with three movements, I can have someone on the floor. It doesn't have to be fancy. It can be, hey, I'm going to carry the dirty laundry across the yard and back and like hold it above my head on one way. Then I'm going to hold it here and then I'm going to hold it on one side and they'll hold it on the other. Like you can utilize the stuff that you have at home. Like it doesn't have, and like, I know gyms don't make their money off of people who are not showing up at the gym and like, or sorry, they're making money off of people that don't show up, but I want people to be able to sustain this. And how do we get a long-term member is if we can integrate stuff that they do at home, vacation at work, like, Hey, uh, the bathroom is on the opposite side of the building. And there's also one right next door to your office. I want you going to the opposite side of the building that, that gives you an extra 150, 200 steps. If you go to the bathroom three times that day, there's an extra, I do math off of barbells, uh, the maybe 600 steps for doing something that you were already going to go do. You just didn't go right next door. You went across the hall. Yeah. So like park further away from the gym. I mean, I see people take the elevator at the gym and I'm like, you're at the gym, take the stairs. You're at the gym. Like I understand <laughs> I there's like some people that like they need, of course, there's people that need the, that need the uh, elevator. I'm not saying that, but just, just being cautious of like what I'm doing and like, Hey, maybe instead of uh, getting a grocery cart, I'm only coming in for milk, eggs, and rice. Cool. I'm not going to use a cart. I'm going to grab it, hold it, and I'm going to walk to the to the to the checkout. Like there was one time, this was not on purpose. Well, kind of. So I was at Costco, and I went to get three things. And I know myself that if I have a cart, I will get more than three things at Costco. And so, but those three things were relatively heavy. I was like, I don't need a cart. I was getting beer, dishwash detergent, and baby wipes. And I'm literally like walking out like this. And I'm literally the opposite end of the store. And like this lady's like, do you want a cart? And I was like, no, 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 no. 
I'm fine. And literally in the back of my head, I'm like, I need a cart. I need a cart. But yeah, I mean, those are uh, great places to start. And I mean, the one thing I didn't mention is something going overhead. So whether it's an overhead pull, overhead push, either one or both. And, and like, I really like to simplify stuff. Yeah. Like it's my job is to, to keep you coming in. My job is to get you strong. And if you're changing what you're practicing so often, you're never going to get good at it. Yeah. You just, you, every four weeks or every three weeks, you're like, ah, something new. I'm bored. And I'm like, you can change stimulus by the music you listen to, by the clothes you wear, by the grip that you're holding it. You can change it by your stance. So like with a, your body is very smart and dumb at the same time. Like you can literally, like if I'm holding a barbell here, I can go boop right out there. And my body's like, oh, that feels different. And now that's a new stimulus to my body, but I'm not changing the exercise. Yeah. And it's like, cool. How can I get my chest or my shoulders stronger in a weaker position? Because the stronger that I am in a weaker position, the more optimal I am, the more like for yoga, a lot of those positions are not necessarily like normal day-to-day exercise like positions, but now you're able to be stable in that. Um, and like a lot of people confuse mobility and stability, uh, sorry, mobility and flexibility, not stability. And my, my kind of definition of flexibility, is just the range of motion and mobility is strength within that range of motion. Um, so, I mean, built like I can passively put someone through a hamstring stretch, but having them load it and go through that range, entire same range of motion, they might get 30 degrees. Whereas I could put them all the way to 110 degrees. And they're like, well, what's the difference? And I'm like, we have strength at 30 degrees. Now we need to gain strength from 30 to 110, 120, whatever. Um, and because a lot of people are like, oh, I'm flexible. And I'm like, cool. So they were probably not stable within that. And like that, there goes again, like my stability, mobility and, and strength. And like, if I'm not stable, if I'm flexible through a range of motion, like I have a lot of people that are like, I don't feel deadlifts. And I'm like, cool. We're going to focus on this and this. So I'm going to have you focus on pulling rib cage down, uh, sending your pelvis back behind you to the wall. And I want a slight bend in your knee. I'm like, oh, I feel the, I feel my hamstring. And I'm like, because your butt goes further back, it's going to pull on that hamstring. Just because you can touch your toes doesn't mean you're stretching your hammies. Mm-hmm. Like, that just means you can touch the floor. Yeah, no, um, it's so true. It's uh, when I see people who are like super flexible, I'm like, we need to do some strength training to counter typically that. The, like- yeah. And typically like the super flexible is not going to be the super strong yeah or stable. i agree stable yeah. like they're the more i feel like the more flexible somebody is the less stable they are not always but in what i've what i've seen is yeah i mean and what's the thing that goes as we age stability balance and like i most i would say 75 maybe 80 percent of my clients currently are 50 and above. And so what do I train them? I, I train everybody like an athlete. Mm-hmm. Why? Because life is an, an athletic game. Yeah. Whether you have a curb in your way, 
you trip, like, I don't know how many people I see trip and then try to jog it out. And then they don't hurt themselves on the trip, but they hurt themselves on the jogging it out. And I'm like, okay, let's try and minimize. Like, I'm not going to ever say that I'm going to prevent you from ever injuring yourself. You will absolutely, hopefully not, but injuries happen. And if I can do what I can to help strengthen that, possibly we won't have a bigger injury in the end. Like I had a client that I did a lot of prehab work. She has um, hip dysplasia. I did almost two months of training with her prior to surgery. Um, And then we were in her, her PT didn't like it, but she was back in with me five days after surgery. Um, And if it wasn't for COVID, I would have been in two days after her surgery because I got COVID. And so like, and, and she's, doing great. She, she moved to Texas. So I'm not, I'm not training her anymore, but like I trained her three days a week. So I did prehab rehab and, and we trained all the way up until September and her, excuse me, her surgery was back in March, April, somewhere around there. So, I mean, like, yeah, I hear you. No, it's, it's, I think it's incredible stuff. If someone is strength training and they're like, I'm I'm doing it, Scott. I'm lifting weights. You can be so proud. You had talked earlier in the episode about food being fuel. Yeah. If you were like, this is an ideal situation. Mm -hmm. Today you do strength training. Let's say you've done a 10 minute warm up, a 10 minute cool down and like a 30 to 40 minute strength training. That's me, by the way. (laughs) What is ideal for you to eat during the day, are you somebody who's like, I want you to have protein within 30 minutes of your strength training? Or you're like, I don't care, just get protein in at some point. Are you like, let's have a lot of fats, let's not have carbs, let's have carbs, let's not have fat. Like, what is an ideal food and water intake for somebody the day they've done strength training? Yeah. Um, so my big thing is I try to keep stuff relatively consistent. So whether I'm strength training on one day and not the other, like my body still needs the fuel to repair. That being said, sometimes my I'll have them have a little bit lower caloric intake on a day that they didn't train. Um, and then the days that they do train, we're going to ramp that up just a little bit. Sometimes it's 200, sometimes it's 100 uh, calories. It's not usually huge drops. You're just more hungry on the days that you train. Like it just, you train heavy, you eat heavy. Like it I, just- yep. I agree. <laughs> and like, I had a, this, this same client. Um, She's like, Hey, so I'm more hungry now. Is that bad? And I was like, no, that's actually amazing. I was like, that's a big sign that your body is responding to what we're doing. So, I mean, I'm a big protein guy and, and like when it comes down to it, say we're trying to lose weight, what's going to keep you satiated and not snacking protein. It's going to keep you full for longer. And you're going to, you're going to, I'm going to say, literally eat as much protein as you can. And like, if I tell, so typically what I try to do, it, I think the math is like 1.5 per pound of of, uh, body weight. I just try to tell, like to make the math easy. I'm like, Hey, let's go. Like you, you weigh 130. Let's go for close to 130. If you go over, cool. If you go a little bit under, let's try to get it up. But if we're around 130 grams, cool. Carbs depends on the person. Some people swell up, 
Some people use it great. I don't swell up. I do really well with carbs. And so like, I love my bread, love my bread, love my pasta, just not before a workout. And if I do have pasta before a workout, it's slammed heavy with, with, uh, protein. So I'll do chicken, I'll do steak, I'll do, um, sausage. So like on a heavy, on a heavy day, uh, say that I'm not on whole 30, uh, typical lunch is going to be rice, chicken, chicken or beef, broccoli, cauliflower, some, some might go on those lines. After workouts, I don't really believe in that 30 minute window. I think it's kind of splitting hairs and it, it, it draws a lot of urgency to people and they're like, Oh, I'm not super hungry after my workout. And I'm like, okay, eat when you get home or eat when you eat for sure. But you don't, you don't need to eat within that 30 minutes right after you work out. That's the supplement industry pushing protein powder. It's like, you need to have your pre-workout, your intro workout and your post-workout. And it's like, no, you can have coffee before, maybe have some electrolytes while you're working out or some sodium. If you like it, if you want to drink water, cool. After your workout, if like you don't have time or you love having a, a, a protein shake, go, go to, go to town. Like I, I just want them to get the grams in, um, whether it's at, they've trained at 12 and they're eating at four. That might be pushing it a little bit. I don't know the exact science around that. Um, so don't quote me on that, but somewhere after your workout and, and then I just hammer, hammer dinner. Like it's, I, I just, as much as I simplify working out, I try to simplify the food it's like, what's going to be sustainable, something simple. Like I'll ask my clients literally after every first session that I have with them, I'm like, okay, what did we do today? And they may not remember the exact names, but they'll mimic the, like, oh, we did this. And then, and then we did the, the leg thingies and like, they literally can mark out the whole thing. And I'm like, cool. I want you to repeat that in two days and see if you remember it. Because like, I, yes, I track my workouts sort of, I track my deadlifts. That's pretty much it. Um, just because the numbers get up. But like, if you were to ask me, what was my progression last uh, Wednesday, what, what was my weight progression? I could literally nail it off to you. Two sets at two, two by six, two by two by four, two by three, one by one by one. And then weights were going 225, 315, 345, 365, 405. Mm -hmm. So like I literally, and I, and I'm not saying that to like, Oh, my numbers are cool. Like whatever. It's that simple of like, Hey, I did this last week. Let's repeat or let's add two pounds. Like at the end of the day, progressive overload is literally something heavier than last week. Yeah. Or something, not necessarily heavier, something more than we did last week or that we did the day before like a lot of people are like, oh i need to put an extra 10 pounds in the bar and i'm like do one more rep you did six last week do seven this week mm-hmm. and then progressive like that's how i there's times that like i'm just kind of floating in a maintenance and i'm like i'm gonna starting this week i'm gonna do two sets of five next week i'm gonna do three sets of five the following week i'm gonna do four sets of five and then once i get up to five by five 
I'm going to drop back and go two sets of six, three sets of six, four sets. Like that just keeps the, the wheel turning for me. And it's worked well for me to not get bored. Like I do the same shit. I've probably done the same stuff for, I've been training clients now seven years. I would say the first two years were a different type of trainer for me than the last five years. Um, and like less is more. Like I start like a lot of clients will be like, Hey, I want to train with you four days a week. And I'm like, first off, can we afford that? <laughs> is that sustainable to the bank? And they're like, well, what do you charge? Blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh, that might not be sustainable. And I'm like, I didn't think so. Sometimes we, sometimes I get clients that have it like that. That's fine. But like, we're going to start with one day of training a week. Then we'll, as that becomes easy and you're like, ah, oh, I can do more. Two, twice a week. Then when that becomes easy, three times a week. Or they, they top out at two and they're like, I'm seeing great progress and like, I like how this like this system is kind of going. And like, I come see you Tuesday, Thursday, and I go hike on the weekends or ski on the weekends. And like, I have three extra days with my family on the, on the off days that I'm not training with you. And I'm like, perfect. Then let's, we found the exact, we found the right dose. That's going to be perfect. Yes. Do I, do I lose money on not having them in? Sure, but I rather have them for six, seven, eight years. Yeah. Than burn them out in the first month of training five days a week, burn through their wallet, and it's like, uh, what do you mean you can't afford me? Yeah. Like we just go all in, and then it, it sets me up for failure. It sets them up for failure, and they're like, ah, trainers, trainers don't actually help. They, mm-hmm. I burned out. Like nothing's gonna work. Uh, woe is me. Like I'm at the end of my road. Like I'm not going to be able to lose that five pounds, 10 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever. It's like, I've tried everything. I purchased a trainer. I trained with him five days a week. And it's like, we trained 15 times in a month. You burned out. And like, we didn't set up clear, not boundaries, but clear objectives and goals to hit. And it's like, Hey, this month, we are going to attempt once a week. So this month, that means we're going to hit four, maybe five, depending on the month, my four to five sessions for the whole month. And then next month, our goal is twice a week. Now we're going to go eight to 10 sessions. And I'm still, they've still purchased the same amount of sessions, but I've spread them out over two months. And they're like, Oh, like now I enjoy coming to the gym. I'm not forcing myself. Oh, I have to go see Scott. Oh, I have to do this. I have to do that. Stressing themselves out. Typically the people that train with trainers, type A people. Yeah. <laughs> they want to well, go, 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 go. There's uh, what you said too at the, at the, at, near the start made so much sense too. It's like the tra- trainers are amazing. They get you started. They help make sure you're doing things in alignment. Like I think there's so many benefits, but this is also like, it's not a perfect world. You know, we have COVID where gyms shut down. Like you need to be able to do things at home without always being in your perfect world of like, I go with my, to the gym and see my trainer. It's like, no, you need to be able to, if you hit the curb, 
bounce back without injuring yeah. yourself. You need to be able to go to a grocery store and pick up beer, baby wipes, yeah. and laundry detergent yeah. without a cart. You need to be able to pick up your child if they're hurt and they're a little heavier than they used to be. Like that yeah. is the point of going to the gym so you can do things yeah. at home and not injure yourself. That's what I yeah. think like I I think the importance of like even when you think of yoga people like well I go to this yoga studio and so zen it's like the point of yoga is not to go to a studio so you can wear your lululemon stuff it's like it's the best when we're at home and shit is hitting the fan it's like that's when we come back to the practice of yoga right like yes how can I pull myself out of that stressful situation and calm myself down and like I practice a lot of breathing with people I'm like, hey, we're not doing this for sets. We're doing this for breaths. So, like, typically in a plank, what do people do? They stop breathing. So, what I'll, I literally will force them to breathe because I'm like, we're gonna, we're gonna do a plank for five deep breaths. I want to be able to smell your lunch, and or, or breakfast, whatever time of day it is. I want to be able to smell that. I want you to inflate that rib cage as much as as you possibly can. And exhale. Does it suck more? Absolutely. But what do we do every day, all day? We breathe. We need to be able to breathe under stressful circumstances. Yes, a plank is not a super stressful situation, but our brain looks at stress in one way. Stress. Whether it's physical, mental, emotional, doesn't matter. It's still stress. So, I mean, I'll get a client coming in from a really stressful, they had back-to-back meetings all day, they're coming in 15 minutes late to our session. They're running in. They're they're already here. I need to bring them here so that I can get them to here. And like I'm like, hey, we're gonna focus on this, and I want you here. I'm like, I, I that's the that's the beauty of of uh, strength training versus running is I think about too much shit when I run. I like my brain is like over here while I'm running I'm like god this really sucks but then I see a dog and I'm like oh that's a cute dog and then I see like I'm just thinking about too much or I get into my own thoughts about am I doing well enough for this client oh I'm fresh I'm trying to figure out this client's knee problem and everything I do like start thinking about stuff when I'm under a barbell with 300 pounds on it I'm thinking about that weight that's on me and nothing else literally nothing else or else that bar is going to crush me and like I, whenever I say that with people, they're like, oh, that's why I don't run either. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not saying not to run, but at the end of the day, you don't have to run to lose weight. Just be act like literally yeah. be active. Yeah. Period. End of story. Yeah. Mic drop. Yeah. There like, you just go. Be active. <laughs> just be active. Yeah. Go ahead. So if, let's say, again, ideal situation, ideal world, is there, you said you like to keep things super simple. Mm -hmm. Someone is strength training, you're a big proponent of protein and stuff on strength training day. Is there anything else, even like a supplement wise that you think makes a big difference? Like, do are you taking supplements? Is there anything like I really suggest people take this because it helps with whatever yeah yeah i'm i'm not a big supplement head one thing that i do take regularly i mean i take my multivite but even those i'm like less consistent with than i am with like creatine 
um, creatine is a big, a big one for me. Can you talk about that? Because I got asked that on TikTok Live, and I was like, I am not the person to be answering this for you. Yeah. Like, what is it? The science, the best science of it. I'm not a super sciencey guy, Um, but what it helps is, and I could be wrong, but it helps with ATP. Uh, so basically energy. And so you're going to recover better, faster. Um, and I, I just feel stronger when I'm on it. It's one of the most researched supplements out there that has the benefits of what it says it has. Um, so, I mean, yes, you, you're going to gain a little bit of weight because of water, because it retains water in your muscles and like your muscles need to be hydrated, especially if you like, if you're looking to chase that pump, like you want to have full muscle bellies. You don't want to starve your, starve. I mean, you look at a bodybuilder, typically they're starved or definitely amateur bodybuilders. They, they just look lean, dry. Like, it's just like, Hey, drink, drink some water, please. But so, I mean, it helps with the recovery. There's a lot of science around um, talking about the performance benefit. Um, so I literally, I, I tell like, I'm a coffee guy. I'm a creatine guy and protein powder but at the end of the day like i take protein powder because i'm not a super hungry person all the time and like sometimes my schedule is a little bit busier than than others and like it's typically busy around like meal times for me and so it's very useful to have my uh my shaker cups upstairs but i'll have my shaker cup and i can drink that while i'm in a session is it the same as having chicken steak uh sausage whatever the protein source is fish no it's not the same and i'm not saying that to to push drinking the protein because a lot of people are like oh i'm just going to replace my meal with protein shake and i'm like no eat your food first protein is to supplement what you're not getting so i'm utilizing it in the fashion of Hey, I'm not getting enough protein because I'm I'm busy. I I for me, I don't particularly like to eat right after I train, but sometimes I have a client right after and then I forget and all of a sudden it's six o'clock. Um, so a trick that I do is I literally do protein powder, coffee, creatine. And I drink that one, the coffee is nice to have in the afternoon. And and the protein kind of fills me up because there are times that like I'm three, four, five in the afternoon or in the evening. I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm hungry. I, like uh, like that's all I'm thinking about when I'm with a client. So like for me, the protein shakes are very beneficial. And like I said, I'm not a super hungry guy. Um, so like yogurt works really well for for a good amount of protein. Cottage cheese, which is like I'm a big dairy person, so not having dairy right now is like takes out about half of my food intake. So that's been tough, which I like that it's been tough because it's just, I like to be uncomfortable. I like to get, un- or, uh, how do I say it? I like to get, get comfortable, comfortable being, with being un- uncomfortable. Yeah, there yeah, yeah. Words, <laughs> I get that. words. But like, it sucks. Like literally Halloween happened, no candy. My birthday happened, no cake. My wife's best friend came into town and she has, her family has a coffee shop and they bake uh, these really awesome scones and I've literally never had them fresh. She stayed at her house. She made them at her house. They were made literally in my house and I did not have one. 
we have them in our freezer, but I was just like, this is a really bad time to do it. But at the end of the day, I didn't eat a bunch of candy. I didn't, and I'm not saying not to eat it. Like, do you, but like, I feel great. I just drink a shit ton of coffee and a lot of, uh, and a lot of, uh, coconut water. Like it, it's been, I'm super hydrated. I can tell you that. Like, it's like when I get hungry or I feel like I'm hungry, drink water. Yeah. Like chew, I've been chewing a lot of gum and like, I'm fine. like, yes, I've, I've noticed that I've leaned out a little bit and like, that's where it gets a little dangerous with some people. They like, they see a little bit and they're like, Oh, if I do this 10 X, mm-hmm. it's going to be even better. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I increase how much I work out and I decrease how much I'm eating and they're going this way, I can't see my other hand going down and you're going up and it's like, your body's literally just going to poop out on you. Yeah. Like it literally is, it might, you might see some benefit for, and that's the other problem. It's like, you see a little more benefit. You're like, Oh, it's working. And then all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like a short term gain versus long term. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you can use that as a tool for like, Hey, I'm going on vacation in 10 days. Boom. I'm going to, I'm going to go real drastic. I don't typically do that. I'm just like, Hey, I'm going to train really freaking hard because probably when I'm on vacation, I'm not going to work out, but I'm going to just go balls to the walls and just full send and work out really hard for the next 10 days, not take a break. And then I'm going to take a week off, two weeks off. And I probably won't, I'll be fine. I get like, I have clients that they go on vacation and they're like, so what do you want me to do while I'm while you're while I'm on vacation? And I'm like, enjoy, eat, be active fun. if you can, but enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. And they they come back to like, hey, I didn't gain any weight, and I'm like, yeah, I know. Probably, I had a feeling that that was going to be the case. And if you might gain one pound, two pounds, whatever, like you ate, like, did you have fun? Yeah, yeah. It was such a blast. I'm like, cool. Did you think about working out? Well, you know, I really missed it, and I'm like, cool. I want you to miss it rather than be like, oh, I need to go work out. Like yeah. when I get back from vacation, I'm going to have to work off these 10 pounds. They get on the scale and they're like, I'm the same weight. And I'm like, let's go. Yeah. And like, I hardly use the scale to do that anyways. Like, I'm just like, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. I know you still, it's life. You got to have fun. You got to enjoy life. 100%. Do, the, do the right things, but also have fun. Before 100%. I send everybody to check you out online, is there yeah. a book, podcast, or resource that has brought you incredible value that you want to leave with the audience? It does not have to be related to strength training, although it can be. Yes, two podcasts. I don't read very much. I listen okay. to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, uh, I do read a lot of stuff like online and and whatnot, um, but no, not necessarily any books. But two podcasts that I've listened to um, for a while. So one of them, I don't know if you've heard of Mind Pump Media. No. Um, so they're based out of California. Um, okay. I've been listening to them for, shoot, since like episode 300 or something. And they're on like almost 2,000. Wow. And then RX Radio um, with Dr. Jordan Shallow um, and Jordan Genta, Killian Hamilton. James Thayer. He sounds familiar. James Thayer? Yeah. 
Um, I don't know why. The other? There's one more James. Um, I can't think of his last name right now. But so they 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 do a lot of work with Pure Muscle at okay. uh, in Canada. It's a gym up there owned by um. Now I can't think of his name. Hamilton. Um, You'll think of it like three o'clock in the morning. You'll be like, that's the name. (laughs) Yep. Yep. hundred percent. I'm looking them up. Pure muscle or HD muscle. They also have a supplement line named HD muscle. That's okay. Uh, um, Another one, uh, Instagram account that I follow is big Mike Van Wick. He's a big, big dude. Huge dude. Like six, seven, three bills. Like, tatted head to toe like but really good information that that all three of those put out but yeah i love it scott this has been such a fun conversation if people want to check you out online maybe you'll follow along with you online or maybe they're in utah they want to get some training from you. where can everybody go and find you yeah so i train out of uh, lifetime fitness uh in South Jordan, Utah. Um, Instagram account is ICANPerformance.ut. I have a website. It's ICANPerformanceTraining.com. Yeah, I uh, post relatively frequently. I, I post a lot about my kid. Yeah, um, who's so and, cute, by uh, the way. Yeah, yeah, he's, <laughs> a, he's a, he is a cutie. Um, he knows he is, too. Um, <laughs> gets, away, gets away with murder. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty active on on that. Um, as uh, as the snow starts to fly, you'll start to see some more uh, skiing on there as well. Perfect. I will make sure everything is linked in the show notes. Thank you so much for this conversation. Awesome. Appreciate you. If you love this podcast episode, spread the love by sharing this with your friends and family, share it out on social media, and don't forget to give it a five-star rating and review. From the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful that you are here. Until next time.